This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. They started their online marketing services in November 2010, the Online Business Gurus, which is a bilingual marketing company that specializes in social media, email, and internet marketing, automation, sales funnel building, as well as sales strategies. Jana and Valerie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Mark. Now, I got to say, this is very interesting because I very rarely do two other guests on the show at the same time. They're in Mexico. I'm in Houston, Texas. But with the miracle of technology, we're all on the same conversation. So I'm super thrilled to talk to you about automation because as a productivity nerd and expert, I love automation. But why don't you guys take a few minutes and tell us a little bit more about who you are and exactly what you do other than what I just read. Okay. Uh, Mark, I'll be glad to. My name is Valerie, as you just said. Basically, what we do is we, we believe in helping people. Uh, we originally had a virtual assistance. We did technical VA. We did that for over uh, nine years. Uh, we worked mostly with coaches. We just recently moved only into the online marketing world, which is doing email marketing, sales funnels, uh, building up those shopping cart, abandoned cart, funnels, those type of stuff, because that's what we love. We love doing that part. We love doing the campaign setups. Uh, we're Infusion or formerly uh, Infusionsoft certified. We're in the process right now of waiting for our Entreport certification. Uh, we have other 16 other different uh, certifications, and almost all of them were in marketing. So we decided in 2010 that we wanted to change our, our structure, only work with the online marketing. And then we also moved away from the coaches into the professional world because we realized that they were really lacking in the online world and how to market to the online world. Jonna, anything you want to add? No, that's pretty much it. Um, we just, like Valerie said, that's something that we really, really enjoy. We like taking the back end of the business and taking our clients' vision for what they see they want to happen and then putting that into place and making that a reality for them. You know what I, the, the number one thing I see people make mistakes of is when people are, you know, they start a business, they hang their shingle out to use a, a term from ages ago. And right away, the first thing they do is they go out and they want to automate everything and they want to get VAs, they want to get companies. And I'm always saying, stop, stop just a minute. Okay. First of all, you literally just hung out your shingle. You're not making any income. Uh, you should start learning how to do the stuff first. I mean, I think there's a place for automation and for VA, but when you don't have a clue on how you're going to grow your business or get clients, I don't think you should jump in the VAs and automation right away. I think you should grow into it. What do you think? Well, that actually kind of depends. Um, it depends on what, how much time you have in your business, what you do in your business, and how much of that time is your, is going to take for you as a, as a business owner or a entrepreneur. Because the fact is there are some ways to put automation into your business, even though you are a beginning business person. Uh, one of the ways that you want to put automation into your business to lessen your time is in your social media marketing. Um, uh, people scream and carry on. They get into Facebook for five minutes and before they realize it's five hours later. And that's a really easy trap to fall into. So some automation sequences and some things can be automated from the very beginning. However, 
you need to also keep that balanced with in-person and personal touches as well. And it, you can find a good balance between the two of them. So in some aspects, automation can and should be used in the beginning of your business, depending on what it is. And it also depends, Mark, on really to take a look at how much time it's taking you to learn. Um, in some cases, if you're charging, let's say, $200 an hour for your services and you're paying a VA $10, $12 an hour, it may be more money efficient for you to let them do it than it is for you to struggle to learn. If you're not a tech person, that is not your forte, then it is easier, cheaper and more time efficient and more productive for you to delegate that out and find somebody who could do it for you instead of you struggling to try to learn it. That's a valid point, uh, Valerie. But one thing that I have had clients uh, experience is what I call, how do I want to say this? It's kind of like automation procrastination. In other words, what they do is they learn a new app, they learn new automation, and they spend so much time learning how to use this new automation. I'm not talking about like basic learning. I'm talking, they go really deep in it and we're talking days and days. And, and I'm like, well, you need to generate income. You need to generate leads. What are you doing? And so I think it's, there is a balance because you did mention the word balance. There is a balance that if you spend too much time um, learning something, then you're not generating income, but you need to learn the stuff so you can automate it. So you can focus on uh, needle moving activities. So let's talk about that for a few minutes. Uh, basically what, what it is, is it, when you're automating your business, it's very important to actually take a look at what you can automate first. What, look at your day to see what is consuming you first, and then look for ways to help you in those processes to make you more productive. And I think a lot of people immediately start talking to friends to find out what they're doing and how they're automating. And I think that's where they get caught up in everything that's there and they get lost in this whole thing with automation. And I think that just starting with just one item, get that one item down, understand what that one item is, get it working perfect before you move to the next item and then move to the next item. But it's based off of a personal decision for you of what you are using right now that's consuming your time, not what's consuming your friends or your other colleagues. I, th I think that also goes back to you need to, before you do anything in your business, where before you put decide to change anything, before you decide to go to automation, before you decide to hire a VA, before any of those processes has happened, you need to sit down and think about and create a strategy. You can't, my dad always used to say, you know, without a plan, you're just kind of blowing in the wind. And so you need to sit down and think about, this is what I need to see happen. This is how I need to see it happen. Now, is this going to be something that I myself am going to have the time to do? Or is this going to be something that I myself need to have somebody help me do? Or is this something that I can pick up fairly easy? Naga's going to go back to how technical are you? How much do you do technology already? How much is that technology already taking for you? And again, it's like you said, and I'll say it again, it goes back to balance. 
It goes back to balancing your business, which is your dream, your goal, your passion against the technology or the marketing that needs to go behind that, making sure that your dream comes becomes a reality. And again, you there are automations that you can start right away to free up your time so that you can go back to doing more of the things that you love, the passion, which is why you got into your business to begin with. Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out MrProductivity.com to find out how to be coached by me for less than a dollar a day, get my top five productivity tips, and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. So let's talk about some of the mistakes people make when they go to automation, okay? Because there's a lot of options. Like I use Calendly for my coaching, my podcasting, everything. And I like it because it's really easy to use. But I know some people can suffer analysis paralysis because they just go out there and there's there's so many options out there for any automation you want to do. There's so many options and you can really go down rabbit holes and, and not really get things done. You spend so much time um, doing the research than actually working on your business. So what are some of the common mistakes people make when they switch on, when they look for automation to fulfill their business needs? Overbuying. They think that because it's the most expensive software on the market, that's the one they have to have. They look at it and because it's the $295 a month, they assume that that's the very best one for where they are in their business and for what their needs are right now. And that is so not true because there are so many good softwares and so many automation softwares that are, that are out there that are user friendly, very easy to use, very easy to set up. The, the tech support is wonderful for them and they're pennies on the dollar. Com- based on compared to your $500 a month. So one of the biggest mistakes is they overbuy or they overpurchase or they overset up for a system that's way advanced, way too far in the future for what their business needs are right now. You know, I can speak directly to that because I use HubSpot for my CRM. And for a while, for about a year, I got the paid plan and I realized it was overkill. I was paying all this money every month and I was only using the stuff on the free plan. So when it came up for my renewal, I'm like, this is kind of silly. I'm not even using these other things to your point. And I'm like, stop. You need to worry. What, what do you need to do your business? And then you need to extrapolate from that and go, okay, what out there is going to serve me? And again, I like what you said. Don't buy on price. Figure out what you need the automation to do and then go look for that. I think people are doing what you you said. They're looking at the price and go, well, this has got every bell and whistle, but you may not need every bell and whistle. Right. And another thing you also want to look at also is giving yourself time to get the automation in place. I know so many people that decide that they're going to go with Entreport and they start up with the sales pages, they get it all set up and they do a major launch. And of course, technology fails somewhere along the line because it's so new to them that they forgot a step or they didn't think of this or they didn't think of that or they didn't run through testing processes. And the fact is it's technology. It's going to fail. The fact of the matter is if you're prepared for those failures and you're looking for those failures, you can catch yourself early and have plans in place to not make it a complete disaster. John, anything you want to add there? 
Nope. I think that's, that's pretty much it. Like I said, it's just the, the main thing when you're looking in automation, even if you're going automation from the very beginning of your business is what is it that you need that automation to do for you? Like you said, you don't need to overbuy. You can use a free plan, but you need to sit down and think about what I need this automation to do for me. What do I need this automation to take off my plate? So I have more, more time and more energy to focus on where I really want to have my time and focus, whether it be your clients, your business, your products, your store, it's all going to be the same. Once you have in your mind, these are the things I need the automation to do for me. These are the things I need it to take off on my plate. Then you can literally go out there and find that perfect option for you. And like we tell our clients all the time, just because you start with MailChimp today, in five years, you may be ready to move up to something else. But don't jump in feet first into something and go, oh my God, what I get into? Yeah. Well, an, an automation could be an asset or a distraction. Now I have been using Calendly for several years now. For me, it's an asset. Okay. It is an asset. It helps me serve my customers. But to your point, there's so many email providers. You you mentioned email providers. I mean, I did Constant Contact. I did MailChimp. I did ConvertKit. Now I went with the all-in-one option of Kajabi. Everything's built into Kajabi. I love Kajabi. Some people tell me I don't like all my eggs in one basket. I like how it just works. So there's a lot of options out there, but I think people need to sit down and go, okay, what do I need the automation to do for me? What do I need to do? Because I think before you start looking, I think you need to get an old fashioned notebook out and a, p- a pen and go, okay, what do I need to do? And just write things down. I think when people go to the sales pages and they talk to the sales reps and they talk to their friends and their colleagues, they tend to get overwhelmed. And then they do exactly what you talked about earlier, where we overbuy. We buy things that are way out of our price range, way out of our league, have way too many bells and whistles. When if we would have taken the time to say, what do I need it to do? You may have been able to get something a lot smaller. That is very true. And also the other thing is, is there are so many people out there now using affiliate links, trying to oversell people so that they themselves can make money. So it's also important to make sure that you get third-party impartial uh, looks at things. And almost every piece of software out there and every piece of automation has a demo. So book the demo or the trial version and actually really look behind the scenes before you jump in and hit that pay button. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to social media automation, that's one thing I have a love-hate relationship with it. Now, I'm only on LinkedIn. I have foregone all the other sites because no traction. It's oversaturated, but I really have gone deep on LinkedIn and people are using automation on LinkedIn. I don't know if you ladies have experienced it where you get a DM and you could tell it's automation because it's not personalized. One of the things I do on LinkedIn, like my name is all capitalized. Okay. When I send you a DM on LinkedIn, because I'm typing it, I'm typing it by hand. I lowercase everything. Or if you have a symbol in your name, I take the symbol out. And I think automation, there's, there's two sides of it. There's the evil side and there's a good side. And I think people who just set up the automation for any social media site and they're not really paying attention. Maybe they didn't learn how to use the automation. Maybe they're not using it correctly. Maybe they just assumed it would all work itself out. But when you do something, you send one message and it looks horrible, you are affecting your your reputation on that social media platform. 
That is really true. Um, the One of the bigger mistakes with social media automation, I am a firm believer in social media automation to an extent. However, we all know that social media in social media marketing is all about the like, no trust factor. If they don't know you, they're not going to like you. And if they don't like you, they're not going to buy from you. They're not going to use your coaching services. And, and for that, you have to have, there's a fine line with social media marketing and automation sequences. You can use your automation to help you. However, you do still need to be present in your social media. You need to know, let your audience and your community know that yes, I'm using a Hootsuite or a Bitly or whatever automation software that you're using, but you also need to be present there. You need to make sure that you respond and you do personalized messages and you let them know that yes, you do monitor it. Yes, you are there. Yes, you are a person. One of the other big mistakes with social media is everybody thinks that they need to be on every platform. Yes. And that is just not true. If you spend your whole day being on every platform and social media, you will never get anything done in your business. You really need to focus on your social media. When you're looking at that, you need to focus into where is my ideal client? Where is my ideal community? Where is my ideal audience living? And that's where you put your focus on. But I do believe in social media automation to an extent, but I do still believe you must have that personal touch. You must make those connections personally. We do customized personal birthday greetings every morning in our LinkedIn and our Facebook. I want to go back to something you said about the one platform, because there's a gentleman by the name of Jay Shetty. Uh, very, very huge. I mean, he's got millions of followers across all the social media platforms. I just learned from him the other day that he started with YouTube, got really big on YouTube. Then he went to Facebook, got really big on Facebook. Then he went to Instagram, got really big on Instagram. Now he's on TikTok, really big on TikTok. He is one of the most followed people on social media. And yet he went YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And I have a client right now who's trying to be on all the websites. I'm like, look at this guy, Jay Shetty. He did one platform at a time and he had millions of followers on every platform. And I think we should look at that and go, wait a minute. If he's got all those followers and he went one platform at a time, well, I don't have millions of followers. Maybe I should follow his lead. Just a thought. You're serious about your online business. I am too. That's why I proudly host my website on Kajabi. It's everything you need all rolled into one platform. For more information and to try Kajabi free for 14 days, go to the link in the show notes or go to markstuchowski.com forward slash Kajabi. That's Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. Yeah, you can't be good at everything the minute you jump into it. So you really need to, especially if, if you're a, definitely a starter person or you're just now starting your business, you really want to find out where is your ideal audience going to be or your ideal community or your ideal client. And that's where you put your focus into first. Once you master that and you become a million, you know, you hit a million followers on Instagram, if that's where you choose to go first, then you can look at the other platforms. But if you're trying to be on all the platforms at once, you're never going to be successful at any of them. 
I completely agree. Uh, John is the social media guru, so I leave most of that to her. But uh, I, I know that I we personally do use the LinkedIn automation, but I also go in there. If somebody responds to an automated message, I make sure that I personally respond back to that message so they know that there's a live human being at the other end, and it's just not a robot going back and forth, hitting them and spamming them back and forth with messages. Yeah, and I, I will tell you, one of the things that irritates me more than anything else on LinkedIn is when you connect with somebody and they use automation and you get what I call the Ernest Hemingway DM. And I'm like, I'm not reading all that. Uh, my DMs are like, hey, Valerie, hey, Jana, glad we connected. What's up in your world today? Really shorten the point. No one's going to read something that's 5,000 characters long. And I've gotten DMs that are like a long as a blog post with a, with probably about half a dozen, if not more links. I'm like, does this really work? And so what I've started doing, cause I follow a lot of thought leaders on LinkedIn, I reply to them and say, Hey, does this work for you? Do you get clients? Cause I, you, now you've got me irritated. Now you wasted my time. Now you blew up my, my, uh, DM with a whole bunch of nonsense. I'm not going to read all this stuff. So what are your thoughts on that? I completely agree with that. Uh, usually I won't send anything long to anybody unless they specifically ask me, you know, tell me some more about your business, what you do, what you're going, where you're going, those type of things where they are asking me to, to actually explain something to them. Then I will get a little bit longer. But in those initial touch points and everything else, if you're just connecting for the first time, there's no sense in, like you say, in sending them 5,000 characters and, and those type of messages because they're never going to get read. They're going to immediately get hit into the, to the spam box or they're just not even going to open it and read it. The only thing on that is, is Val and I are very personal too. So if a lot of the times if people ask more for more information about our business or more information about what we do, we tend to try to get them to come onto a call just because it's, it goes back to that personal relationship building because online, you are, you obviously know online marketing and, and social media marketing and things like that all come down to that building that personal connection. Getting to be talk to that person, understanding who that person is, letting them see who you are. So for that, when we get to that point, we try to we try to get them to get onto a personal call. That's important, but I also, you know, LinkedIn. I don't know. LinkedIn is kind of the problem and kind of the solution. So you get those notifications if you allow them that say, hey, these people are celebrating their birthdays and LinkedIn tries to be helpful and it says happy birthday. And you can literally just hit send, 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 send. What I do is I created a custom birthday greeting and on now I don't use automation. I have something on my notebook on my MacBook and, and it just says happy birthday, comma name. And then I've got like, hope you have a great day. And it's got some emojis. And what I do is I paste that and I actually put their name in there. So if their name is like, uh, I don't know, the American flag followed by a soldier, followed by Jana. I actually type in Jana in the correct spelling. I don't put it all capitalized if her name's capitalized. I take that extra step and I try to personalize it as much as I can, but I get a lot of birthday greetings on my birthday and all people did is say happy birthday, happy birthday. I don't reply to those. The people that actually, even if they put my name in there or they put an emoji, if they do something a little differently, now I'm like, wow, they took the split second to personalize it. I'm more likely to respond and thank them. But if you just hit happy birthday, all you did is click on the link. You clicked on the notification, click on happy birthday and send it to me. There's no thought in that. But 
I guess it's like maybe a fraction of a thought, but the people who personalize any message to me, if it says, Hey Mark, I went to your site. Oh, you're bald. Oh, you, you're 5 a.m. club. If you personalize in some way, shape or form, now you've got my attention. And let's be honest. It's not that difficult to personalize a message. It's really not go to their profile, spend three seconds. You can personalize it. It's real easy, but I think some people get really lazy about that. Yeah, and that's a big that's a big problem in your social media marketing. You have got to take a few minutes, even even just take a, a minute and a half or two minutes, and make sure that you're personalizing that message to that person. That at least gives them the knowledge that hey, they took the time to to make sure my name right or was right, or hey, they took the time to go look at my profile before they said anything. And in the long run, that does make that difference if they are looking for somebody to say. They want a coaching, they want a coach. Now they're going, they've got two of you and you're both, you're both the same qualification, but you took that extra minute to figure out who they were. The other person did not. Trust me, that extra minute is probably going to be worth it in the long run. Yeah, I, I have gotten some DMs from people asking me if I need a productivity coach. And that tells me right away, you didn't go to my profile at all. <laughs> Because that's what I do. And I'm sure you ladies have gotten DMs saying, hey, you need help with the email marketing or social media marketing. It's like, did you go to my profile? Have you gotten DMs like that before? Oh, most definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I got one today, in fact, saying that they could help me with email marketing. So yeah, that that happens. And, and, And the only thing you can do is, you know, you do like, you know, you just put them at the bottom of the list and that's what it is. And you walk away. And a lot of that is also because they're using and relying so much on automation that immediately yep. comes through. It's no different than you send a connect request and then you get the email that automatically comes back and goes, Hey, this is me. This is what I do. Buy from me and stuff like that. And it's like, no, all I asked was a connection request. You know, don't try to oversell me before we even connected or know who we are. So you get those. And that's one of the bad fallacies of automation is, and you should look at your automation things to make sure that you're not insulting people. I know Jonna spends probably an hour every morning going through Facebook and going through LinkedIn and making gifts and making special emojis and stuff like that for birthdays and anniversaries. And those extra tops, I mean, we hear from everybody. Gee, thanks. That was really nice. I really enjoyed it. This is really professional. And those extra steps really, really count when it needs to. One of the things I started doing, which I don't think you can do in automation now yet, probably you eventually can is I use LinkedIn's voice message because that's personal. Okay. Now I actually just, I try to do this with every new connection. I just send them a really simple non-salesy. Hey, first name, how are you doing? Thanks you for connecting with me. Oh, you live in California. How's the weather out there? Something really personal. And what happens is because so few people use these, I stick out because you can copy and paste other messages. It's, you know, you can't always do it. And then uh, every once in a while, LinkedIn will fail and the message won't send. You know, I get that. But I try to stick out because I appreciate everyone who follows me. Everyone's connected with me. I appreciate their time when their eyes look at my content, that they're reading my DMs. I really appreciate it. And I used to, every time I post something on LinkedIn, I used to give quality, quality value content. And I'd say, hey, I got a master class coming up or I got my podcast. Now what I do is I'm like, listen, if you're interested in attending my masterclass on November 28th, 
Send me a DM that says masterclass or put masterclass in the comments. So there's no link. And I really believe if you don't have links in your posts, although this is some debate on this, that LinkedIn gives you more love. I want to help people. And I believe if you help people first with the right heart, then LinkedIn will reward you. The right people will find you. And so I don't want to like spam a bunch of people because let's face it, there's 440 million English speaking people in the, in the world. I can't handle 440 million people. I can't handle a million. I can't handle 25,000 clients right now. So the point is I want to get the right people. And I think you serve people first. Like Gary Vaynerchuk says, you jab, 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 and then you do a right hook. There's so many people on social media. It, it, one of you ladies brought it up earlier. It's just like, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. I'm like, I don't even know who you are. And so I think people need to sit back and go, okay, how would I want to be treated? If you don't like to be sold in the DM right away, then don't don't sell in the DM right away. Completely, completely, completely agree. Um, you know, like like Jonna said, it's a no like trust. That's what social media is for. Uh, you know, you can't you can't sell anybody unless they know, like, or trust you. And that's just the way it works. And you can do that relationship without having to say bye, 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 which is why we try to do a virtual coffee, you know, meeting and try to get to talk people that way and then figure out whether or not. Because the fact of the matter is, in most cases, especially in a service-based industry, they may not be a fit for you, but they're willing to buy from you. So you're not doing yourself any service by not getting to know that person to see whether or not they are going to mesh with you. Because yes. if there's no Nothing worse than working with somebody who you can't stand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been a great conversation full of insights. Before I let you ladies go, is there anything that you didn't talk about on the show today that you'd like to talk about? Other than the fact that, you know, there's a lot of people out there trying to sell you. So do your homework, do your research, grab those demos and personally take a look at the, the, the softwares and the automations that's out there yourself and make a real educated guess. And don't just buy the most expensive thing out there just simply because your best friend told you to buy it. <laughs> I love that. So where can we find out more about you ladies online? You can find everything you need on our website, which is theobgs.com or theonlinebusinessgurus.com. Either one will get you there. If you're in the Spanish-speaking market, it's losobejes.com. Well, I'm sure if you're a Latino, you know what that means. <laughs> the rest of us mere mortals don't know. So, Valerie and Jonna, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. It was a great time. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Find out how I can coach you for less than a dollar a day. No joke. And also, you can get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens at mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.